concerned, obviously, uh, really concerned about them, but uh, we'll get more information here and we can be specific for you. I don't want to speculate. It's football, you know, it's just practice. It's, it's just how the motion decent some days and, uh, you know, a little bit of pushing and shoving ain't never hurt nobody. Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. Hey everyone, it's Heidi Fang here along with Raiders beat writer Michael Gelkin and Adam Hill also on the beat out here at Napa. And it's time for another edition of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. Find us online at reviewjournal.com slash podcast and subscribe to the Vegas Nation podcast on the app Vegas Nation and also drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, we always like hearing that feedback. So guys, uh, here we are in Napa. It's also uh, the home ground for all things HBO Hard Knocks. But today, I think the big story is that Gabe Jackson, a guard, is injured and left the field today during the Rams joint practice with the Raiders. Michael, what do you know about Gabe Jackson and this injury? Well, I'm in the middle of working through it as to the exact nature. And so I hope to have more information soon, but not ready in this current moment to say exactly what it sounds like. but. Gabe Jackson is obviously a valuable part of this Raiders offensive line. He suffered the injury on Thursday morning in, as you mentioned, the joint practice. It was a team period. A teammate incidentally rolled up on him, and it, 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 it suffered a left knee injury, it seems. And so uh, that is about what we know. There was a silence that fell upon a crowd that was so energetic minutes earlier you know there was this offensive line Raiders offensive line versus Rams defensive line pass rush period Gabe Jackson Aaron Donald were at the center for a skirmish it dies down then it picks back up with Ronnie Hudson right in the middle of it hard knock is filming it all I'm sure that'll be great television next Tuesday night and you know this energy was there on the field on the west side of the field and all of a sudden everything just turns quiet as Gabe Jackson's evaluated you know Derek Carr Mike Mayock both checking in on him as well as Rod Martin, of course, the team's head athletic trainer, gets on a cart while all the offensive line, linemen are watching him go away. You just you, you, Sometimes you see the way a team responds to an injury and it tells you everything you know about a player's significance to that team. And Jackson, someone who played last season with a partially torn pectoral much of the year, he ironically suffered that injury against Aaron Donald in week one of last season. He also finished the game with a fractured elbow. And this guy is as tough as can be. So for players to see him on a cart, um, one of the most well-liked guys in the locker room, that was tough for a lot of guys. But, uh, you know, sometimes there are situations where a guy's carted off and he turns out to be okay. Um, I think they're, based on what I've heard early on, um, you know, there might be some hope. Uh, but, again, uh, waiting and seeing because I, I don't have nearly enough information to feel like I got it down right now. Well, assuming he is um, gravely injured and we don't see him back anytime soon and he might miss some games, we already have the guard position kind of dwindling down with Incognito suspended, with Denzel Good injured. They've already brought in a couple of guys like Jonathan Cooper. So when you, and you look at the depth of this line, how low is it getting when it comes to key starters? I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders look outside their building, with, you know, exploring the possibility of a trade to bring someone in here to mitigate the situations at the guard spot. You, you mentioned the lower back surgery to Denzel Good. You mentioned the suspension to Richie Incognito. Uh, theoretically, the Raiders are entering week one with 
maybe Jonathan Cooper at left guard and Denver Kirkland at right guard, that is not something I think that will be plan A. Uh, again, if Gabe Jackson is unavailable. Not ready yet to say that he won't be on the field there Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos. But theoretically, if he would, if the, this injury is severe enough to keep him out, then I would expect the Raiders to do everything they can to address what plan B, or I don't, I'm losing count, are we on plan C, plan D? Uh, I think they're going to do uh, something to at least look. Uh, we'll see whether or not a trade is executed, but I would not be surprised if that's the case. We also saw Jordan Davey, a guy who's more of a center than a guard, uh, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. He worked a little bit at first team right guard. It might have been something to do with Denver Kirkland. He was talking with the athletic trainer for a period of time. Don't know what that situation was. It was negligible because Kirkland was okay to re-enter. But it's going to be interesting, Adam, to see what this offensive line looks like week one, ironically, because they've invested so much into this unit. And, and you were kind of you know referencing there is this plan C plan D like what are they on you got to remember like this is a an area of need that they already had to try to address by going out and taking a risk on a guy like Richie Incognito and saying hey we need some help in the interior line we're trying to revamp you to bring in Trent Brown on the outside you're hoping for that big step up from Colton Miller as well so you're trying to revamp what was a, a weak spot last year for a variety of different reasons uh, and now you're you're digging deep to try to find help. Richie Incognito missing those first two games. I mean, you hope that eventually, you know, that week three he'll be back and start solidifying things. But, man, this is a position you really couldn't afford. Not that you can ever afford injuries, but could not afford to keep going down further and further on the depth chart at guard. And, you know, now they're in a, a state where, you know, I, I said that earlier, I think it's going to be a case where you're starting to look around. Okay, who's available? Has anybody been cut? Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody that can come in and help us right away uh, at guard? I mean, you need bodies right now just to, to get in reps at practice. You need to start uh, filling in the position. But certainly I, I don't think if you're the Raiders, you're looking around, and if this injury is serious enough to have uh, Gabe Jackson miss some time, I don't think you're comfortable as the Raiders looking and saying, like, hey, we're going to be okay week one. You're going to start having to, to think about what to do in, the, in that position. And as we speak here on a Thursday, tomorrow's an off day, Saturday being the uh, first preseason game between the Rams and the Raiders here in Oakland. My interesting, I guess, notes from today was that we saw a couple skirmishes, one involving uh, Gabe Jackson and Aaron Donald, but that wasn't where he got hurt. But uh, a couple skirmishes, when you look at it, they're both saying that, okay, it was because the other team felt like they were getting down. Was it just being chippy? What was going on in these skirmishes from your point of view? I think it's just joint practices. I don't know if I've ever seen a joint practice where tempers weren't f flaring, where the intensity wasn't brimming to the very top of the pot, and sometimes the pot might suddenly drop back down, but it's always there. It's always this constant, is this going to be the moment? Is this little shove after a play or this swing going to turn into a brawl? And we had a little bit of that, I would say. I think that's fair. I wouldn't want to totally uh, dismiss what we had here on Thursday. I think I saw Tyler Romer uh, yeah. with, with uh, some former San Diego State offensive tackle and drafted rookie. He had his helmet off at the time when a Rams player took a swing at him. And so it was, it was pretty pretty physical out there and that's not that's not something that Sean McVay the Rams head coach or John Gruden wants to see you know they want it to be spirited and they want it to be competitive and, and physical but when you have to cut short your defensive line versus offensive line pass rush period because 
there are multiple skirmishes happening, that's a problem. You're not getting your work in, and that's the whole point of being here. Yeah, I actually, th I mean, like like Michael was saying, these things these things happen in these joint practices. I was a little surprised uh, that it didn't happen a little more yesterday. I was surprised that it happened on the field that it did and not on the Raiders defense versus Rams offense field where you have Jonathan Abram who can't even take it easy against his own team. And you know, he took some shots. That I thought watching him was very interesting in that he was really hoping somebody would do something. He kept going after guys after the play, kind of getting in their face, get, being, getting physical with them kind of pushing him a little bit, hoping something happened. And at one point, one of the Rams receivers shoved him away, and he's like, all right, enough. And then Abram's like, all right, now we can go. Now we can go. Like, he wanted to get something going, but it wasn't going to happen. And uh, then you look over on the other field, and it goes down. But listen, those, thi those things just do happen. And uh, I did think it was interesting that McVay decided uh, he's usually over with the offense. He decided, you know what, I'm going to hang out with the defense a little bit here and make sure that this doesn't go any further. And uh, it did. It toned down after that, and they got their the work in that they wanted to do. But uh, certainly, you know, you expect to be, see a little bit of that when there's joint practices. Didn't happen yesterday, happened a little bit today. Uh, I think you just kind of move on from that, and you're like, all right, you're going to play Saturday, and you're going to see guys Saturday that are not the stars, that are guys that are trying to make teams, and I don't think anything like this bubbles over because those guys have too much on the line Saturday to really worry about what was going on today or trying to settle scores or anything like that. When we have the Rams on Wednesday, the first thing that happened uh, when Derek Carr threw a pass was Tlaib intercepted it. So how concerned should we be now that the, the, the line is kind of falling apart? You have a couple injuries to wide receivers. We saw Ryan Grant day-to-day uh, -day with the back injury. You know, obviously, AB is still not there. That's probably becoming more and more of a concern. Um, you have Tyrell Williams, but uh, when you start thinking about depth of the offensive line, the injuries piling up, do we have concern right now for this offense? No, I mean, I think especially on that, listen, that interception yesterday was, uh, as Carr explained it afterwards, he said, hey, listen, it was the first first, first rep, I was just throwing it up there, seeing if he can go make a play, and just kind of setting a tone for the rest of the day, and that's a play, I think if you look at it back, it, it was, it was, that's exactly what it was. He threw into coverage, it's a throw, I, I don't think he makes all the time, I think he was just trying to, to put it up there, see what happened, and let Tyrell Williams go and do something, and uh, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't read a whole lot into that. Uh, that's just kind of something that you know you're working on in the in the uh, in the joint practice. And he got by it, and he actually uh, made some good throws the rest of the way. But yeah, I think you know as you get into this and you start to develop, I I know that they want to have Antonio Brown out there. He changes the dynamic of everything that they do. Changes the dynamic of how the defense approaches them uh, and everything else out there. But. Hey, he's, he's building things. I've been very impressed with Tyrell Williams this week. I think he's looked really good. I know John Gruden has sang his praises. So has uh, Derek Carr after practices about how he looks out there. I think some of the other guys we saw certainly flashes from J.J. Nelson the last couple of days. Uh, and he's been very involved kind of all over the field a little bit. So uh, I think the passing game looks like it's going to be uh, okay. I mean, the offensive line certainly is where it all begins. And if there is you know concerns injury-wise coming out of today, then that will be a factor. But uh, they want Antonio Brown out there. They want to get that rhythm going. They want him to work with those other guys. They, they can then find their role a little bit. But uh, I, I haven't really been concerned about anything I've seen out of the passing game. Let's talk about feet. Yeah. What's going on with well, Antonio I, Brown? Yeah, I agree with Adam that I think the passing game has looked okay. But I think Adam would agree with me too if Antonio Brown doesn't get here. This passing game is just going to be okay. It's, it's going to be just okay. Uh, they need him in order to take this whole thing and I don't just mean the offense I mean this season to the next level he, that guy has that sort of impact on the building on a game on an offense on opposing defenses he's a difference maker without him 
there have been some nice pieces. I think Tyrell has looked nice. I think JJ has looked nice. I think Darren Waller looks nice. But if you don't have Antonio Brown, it's not going to be good enough. In order to have these high-scoring games that I think many people project the Raiders are going to have to have, given the very much construction zone sign that's on their defense. It's in development. They have some pieces in place, but it's not a finished product on defense. We have a lot of questions about the pass rush, and so this offense needs to be high octane. And with John Gruden in year two and the scheme comfort that comes with that for Derek Carr and with Tyra Williams and with you know, the, the offensive line and you know the tackle play that seems to be uh, confidently better than last year, no doubt. Uh, the running game with Josh Jacobs. I mean, there's a lot here, but in order for it to be, the bar is very high uh, when you're talking about what it's going to take to keep up with teams in the AFC West like the Chiefs and like the Chargers. And so uh, Antonio Brown, he's got to get back here. I th- if I was to place a bet, I would say we see him next week. I think he's going to be back practicing next week. I th- you know, the fact that he has missed the, we had 11 of 12, 10 of 11, 10 of 11 practices, but the fact that he was out there for that one that it was, is an indication of it not being that severe in people's minds. I, I don't think it's just a foot that is a problem right now for him. And we're just steps away, maybe, from seeing him. Let's move on to the first preseason game. Who, where do you think the biggest position battle will be right now? Boy, you know what? I know exactly what Adam Hill's going to say, and I want you to say it. I mean, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll start it off. I, it's the punter. Well, I mean, you you know me too well already from this week. I'm obsessed with the punter battle uh, for sure. And listen, in my mind, I'll, I'll say it. I've I'm obsessed with the punter battle. I'm watching the punters all day, every day, as they rotate. Even days. when they're stretching, you're right there. I know. Even when they're walking on the field, <laughs> I told you some reports of what I've been watching. But here's the thing: I don't think there's any question. AJ Cole is the better punter. That's not the only question in this battle, though. I mean, obviously, the one they have to hold, so that's certainly um, going to be a factor in this in this battle because uh, Johnny Townsend was so effective last year as a holder. It was as as you've said several times, it was you know the most accurate unit in in Raiders history in terms of field goals. So uh, they don't want to mess with that continuity. But AJ Cole has just thrived, and you heard again today. Uh, with with John Gruden unsolicited pointing out how good A.J. Cole was. And Johnny Townsend had a good day yesterday, one of the best days I've seen out of him. A.J. Cole just did a one better. I, I, I'll, I'll pass this on, and I, I tweeted about it because, of course, that's all I care about. But A.J. Cole like, came out to make his first punt today. The Rams special teams coaches were telling their returner, move back, it's six, move back. So they knew he was going to kick it further. And then on a dead sprint – the returner could not run back and get the ball. It, w- it went all the way out of the end zone from inside the Raiders' zone 20. That was just a blast of a punt. Now, the other ones weren't as good. That's one of the best punts I've ever seen. But, man, he is having a phenomenal camp. So I'll be watching that battle for sure. But, listen, that's not the one that most people will be watching. I, I think there's there's positions battles all over the field. I think the backup quarterback's an interesting one. We're not going to see Carr on Saturday. So, you know, Peterman's going to get out there and have his chance. And he's a punchline. But, 
you know, Gruden has said he liked him. I think that was a lot about building his confidence. But, you know, who gets that backup quarterback job between Glennon and Peterman? Glennon, certainly the veteran, has had more success in the league. But Peterman, a young guy with, you know, potentially upside, even though he hasn't shown it in the league yet, uh, I think that's an interesting battle to me. Yeah, word on the street is your boy, A.J. Cole, is going to do some kickoffs this preseason. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. So that'll be fun to watch. I've watched I've, – I've, I, let me tell you something. His onside kicks are incredible. I watched him <laughs> practicing those a little bit. So you're watch sick, out for that as well. Sick man. I am a bit of a glutton for punishment. I think just staring at special teams drills all day. Yeah. I think they're going to ask me to leave. I think that's why probably I'm uh, getting out of Napa. Yeah, as you said, Derek Carr is not going to be playing. A lot of starters aren't going to be playing this game, and there's really no need for them to. The joint practices and controlled environment. Raiders coaches can tell a whole lot about where their starters are. They do want to see some of the, your younger players, your backup quarterbacks, your punters perform in a game setting. And so no doubt we're going to have a, our eyes on a number of guys who are competing for jobs, competing for roles. One position group, I guess a group as a whole, just seeing this rookie class, you know, what we would expect to see Quentin Bell, a rookie seventh round pick who's only had a, a couple practices. Maybe they hold him back, but he's looked explosive on the field. Very interested to see these cornerbacks, Trayvon Mullen, a second-round pick at LSU, Isaiah Johnson, someone who was selected in the fourth round. Uh, you know, just there's a number of guys here, Hunter Renfro, who we've seen. It'd be interesting if Renfro got the starter treatment. That might tell us something. Sometimes you can learn more about who doesn't play than you learn about what the people who are playing are actually doing. And so, uh, you know, it's preseason. It's exciting. The only game in Oakland this month because the Raiders' other home game is in Winnipeg, Adam's favorite city in a 10-mile radius of Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, actually, there is a really good coffee shop about 15 minutes outside of town. That's all I can say positive about Winnipeg, a place I've been four times the last two years. And uh, Raiders fans, if you're looking at going to that game, don't. Go to Arizona instead and just have a nice time down there. One of my favorite parts of Napa is I really feel like I'm bonding with Adam Hill. We're It's uh, a great experience. We're, we're sharing a house situation in Napa next to a golf cart. It's lovely. There's no, there's no internet signal. Uh, actually, we got there, and the people who, you know, run this property hadn't paid their cable bill, and so we were without the internet. You experienced this, oh yes. And then, yeah, it's 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 nice. It's quality time. You know, a lot of time for just playing Scrabble and Amish you know, times up in the Napa sewing. resort. Sewing, we we hung out a lot. So, uh, what has been the most meaningful experience and bonding experience that you two have been through so far? Is it Whole Foods, the salad bar? That's pretty. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah Whole Foods salad bar. <laughs> this is the only place, by the way, I've ever seen with the Trader Joe's right next door to Whole Foods. It's like serious competition. Speaking of position battles, we will look forward to all of the position battles here from Raiders camp. And again, you can follow along with Adam and Michael at Adam Hill LVRJ at Gelkin NFL, and I am at Heidi. Fang. And don't forget to get that Vegas Nation app. We have all the information uploading there that you need from Raiders training camp and just around the NFL. Find all the latest episodes of Vegas Nation on VegasNation.com or online at ReviewJournal.com slash podcast. We're brought to you by STN Sports Mobile by Stations Casino. And we'll be back next week on Tuesday talking all things Raiders and Hard Knocks. Don't forget, we got those weekly podcasts recapping all things Hard Knocks related. So that'll do it for us here today from Napa. Thank you for listening.